Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So tonight's episode's a little different. We have the audio from a live stream conversation uh, about trans people. In this conversation, we get to learn about some of the new legislation that will be affecting them and uh, kind of a trans 101 so everybody can kind of understand what some of the debate is over. During this conversation, my audio doesn't come in incredibly clear at times, but luckily for you, I'm not the important person in this conversation. Uh, there's a whole lot more to be learned from the other people. There's also a couple second lag before it starts. After the conversation, there will be a clip that gets uh, referenced during the conversation that will be played after a short break. So uh, let's just tune in and, and start listening. Since the time. Just bringing in Bo and Izzy Bear right now. Well, howdy there, lovelies. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. And Bo? Yeah, can you hear me? Beautiful. I can hear you both. Let me just make y'all a little bit bigger. Bo looks like he's ready for a Call of Duty match. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Bo, I didn't know you were such a gamer. We all have hidden talents. We were just watching your Y2K video, actually. Is there a way to get rid of my spinning wheel here? No? Oh, right. apparently you're going to have to cut my volume down. Apparently I'm coming through loud, Lance. Uh-oh. All right, let's, let's adjust all this before we start with all the lovely things. Uh, let me turn you down, Izzy Bear. Uh, do you want to try to say something? Say something? Uh, testing? Uh, what's this like? Chat, how bad is it? And uh, Bo, do you want to say a sentence, maybe? Well, howdy there, Internet people. <laughs> it came in as a bit robotic, but I think we're good. All right. Welcome, everybody. Uh, I suppose if you're listening to this on the Bo podcast, it's very nice to meet everyone. My name is Lance. I'm one half of the Surfs. We do uh, political comedy on the YouTubes and the Twitch at youtube.com slash the Surfs TV and twitch.com slash the Surfs TV. And I go by he, him pronouns. And I am here uh, with, well, I'll just start by saying this. It is my absolute pleasure and honor uh, to be bringing on these two guests who will now do the, the loveliness of introducing themselves. Oh, okay. I guess At the same time. <laughs> well, well, howdy there, internet people. Uh, I'm Izzy Bear seven one three. I'm the uh, the out loud, unapologetic trans woman. Uh, some of you may have seen or heard of me before. Bo and I met uh, a while back when I was reviewing one of his vids, and he came on and talked with us. Uh, I run around working with basically any content creators I can, especially when it comes to educating and talking about trans issues and uh, the struggle of being trans in modern day America. And I am Bo of the Fifth Column. Uh, I'm a YouTuber, I guess, now. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know what I am anymore. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. All right. So um, basically, the biggest focus uh, I currently have uh, has been massively sped up because of the vote last night in South Dakota. Um, so there's a bunch of anti-trans legislation being pushed in a lot of states. Uh, currently, actually, seven had it on the docket. Now, six more have it on the docket with what passed in South Dakota. So for anyone who does not know, there was a vote um, last night in South Dakota that won, I think, 46 to 23. Um, to criminalize giving uh, hormone or puberty blockers and uh, healthcare to trans youth. Um, essentially, wait, is somebody saying muted? Oh, that they, they were saying I was muted. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's, it's okay, my bad. I'm, I'm back there. Don't worry, you're good. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah. Uh. Essentially. Uh caring for a trans child is being criminalized and uh in some states now uh attempts are being made to literally categorize it as child abuse um so much as far as the legislation that's very similar that kentucky has um has mandated reporters having to out trans kids to their parents and to report it um which is terrifying for a whole series of reasons i'm sure we'll get into as we talk yeah um so how um how is this going like first off this is going to pass or are we basically in the final stages of this um well it gets really complicated because everything has to at the end of the day be looked at on a state-by-state basis right um so my hopes uh would be that states like uh colorado that are on this list that have them proposed um an openly lgbtq governor would hopefully veto this but we as trans people, we as a community are pretty well aware that um, cis gay people aren't always guaranteed to be trans allies. Um, so while we're hoping we see a veto there, we're never going to bank on it or say it's counted on. It doesn't look like they have the votes to guarantee it in Iowa yet. And we're hoping um, conversations like this, like the one I started last night on Twitter, the, and then this here and more to come are going to help uh, raise awareness, get people talking about it. Um protect trans kids and fight to stop these from becoming law because um, we've seen legislation after legislation passed over this entire administration. Um, and I know I talk politics a lot on, uh, on my show and we've talked about them far in advance, sometimes a year to a year and a half in advance. And we've called exactly like the smart tricks that they're playing with the wording, how they're making that wording work and why it's so terrifying. And we've said the exact ones that are going to pass. And we have seen every one of them pass to date and it's absolutely horrifying to keep watching. Uh, this is the same kind of language that was used in the trans military ban. This is the same kind of language that was used in Texas to allow doctors to refuse um, to treat trans patients due to religious reasonings. Um, it's the right now, literally what they're doing is playing this trick of the language to try and frame it as abusive or unsafe. And it's working. Um, Bo, did you, did you want to sound in on any of this? I... Yeah, the, the, the key thing that I want to just get out there now, um, because I know there are a lot of people who may tune into this, who may this may not be like their 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 main cause. When when they're saying that they're going to criminalize being trans, uh, that sounds crazy, right? They would never do that. No, they really are. Um, what they're doing, and, and at least in the South Dakota bill, is they're criminalizing the medical procedures that doctors recommend this isn't like some elective thing 
<laughs> this is this is what the doctors say should be done. And and the legislature's just like, no, we without medical degrees no more than you and we're just gonna override you. This is kind of like the, the thing where the, in Ohio they wanted to create a procedure to reimplant an ectotic rectum. So um, you're you're just uh, clipping out a bit, Bo. I don't know if you have uh, browsers open or anything like that, but it could be slowing down your internet. Um, no, I don't have anything. Oh, um, <laughs> it's 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 just uh, roboting your your lovely lovely voice. But um, I I I completely agree with you, especially from a bit of an outsider here. I guess uh, as a Canadian watching all this transpire, um, it's it's something that you don't think is actually going to manifest itself in this way, right? That they actually are trying to criminalize. Uh, just the very act of being, right? Like I, I know Izzy said before uh, on her stream that uh, you know she spends most of her time uh, trying to just explain why her existence is valid, right? Uh, and now it's actually getting to this point where you know children will have to be forcibly outed, uh, which is just horrifying to say the least. Uh, more so than that, I, I heard you talk about it earlier, Lance, and I know Bo just mentioned it, but to be hyper like clarifying about the factor that they are criminalizing this, they aren't just talking about punishing the parents or trans people. The doctors, if a doctor prescribes puberty blockers to a minor, that doctor could serve 10 years for caring for a patient. That's the level that this criminalization goes to. Can you, um, I guess, give everyone a rundown as to, like, uh, I want to push back immediately against the narrative that you might see on, say, uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, for example, that, uh, you know, giving people uh, HRT or puberty blockers is uh, tantamount to child abuse. Uh, that's literally 100% um, absolutely ridiculous. There's mm -hmm. absolutely no evidence to back such a claim. There's no, like, basis to make such a claim. There is absolutely nothing about it that could even become close to classified to abuse. Uh, literally, the closest thing that people try to argue on this is we don't know the long-term effects. We don't know the long-term effects. They, they act like we've only been doing this a couple of years because that's a really common narrative you face all the time as a trans person um, is that, uh, oh, this is all new and this is all like uh, a trend and this is why are there now so many trans people like this has existed for ages. This has existed since the beginning of time and it will continue to exist. Um, and this is just once again, um, Western society trying to erase and remove and block it. We do know long term that there aren't massive side effects from puberty blockers. We do know that people can stop taking those puberty blockers and go through natural puberty or continue to go through puberty blockers until they become of age to decide to start taking hormones and take the puberty they should go through. Um, We've known this for a few years. Um, they, the idea of hormone replacement therapy is older than any of us talking right here. The, the biggest research for it um, was burnt by the Nazis in the, the Third Reich. Like, hmm. literally, it's, it's been around since before then and being documented. Uh, there's, there's absolutely zero, zero grounds to claim it as abusive. And I mean, the argument I usually give people is that uh, one of the biggest causes of the high rate of suicide amongst the trans community have, has to do a lot with just societal stigmatization, right? So if you can give children something that can help them or reduce the, the like abhorrent levels of, of suicide amongst that community, why, why not do it? It seems uh, like... The 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 trans um health survey uh actually proves that with statistics um and it's been backed a a couple of years in a row um if a trans person comes out and they are meet uh, are met with acceptance um 
positivity and and like are able to move forward with transitioning in the home school or work environment um i think it was the the last one was like 62 percent less likely to struggle with suicidal ideation like that speaks for itself right 62 percent is pretty right and that's that's why that idea of we don't know the long-term effects that's why it's completely hollow Mm -hmm. i mean because with without it there aren't going to be any long-term effects. You're, you're going to have a, a high percentage of people that don't have a long-term. So the concern, it's it's just false. It's not true. So is this the start of a trend? Or is this like, you know, if I hear something like this happening in Kentucky, maybe it's just my uh, inherent bias, but I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That sounds like Kentucky, right? But Well, South Dakota is where it just passed, and there's also now pending in Colorado, Florida, Missouri, Oklahoma, and South Carolina. Oh. This is the start of a trend. That's, that'll be the prediction I definitely let be heard here today that others can see. These, these states will not be the only ones, and this will continue. And it didn't start here. It started in North Carolina with bathroom bills, and then it evolved into this new modern narrative where it really took footing in Texas. And they, they won big in Texas, uh, but their overreach there wouldn't work in other states. So they started dialing it back a little bit more and directly targeting language. Out of all of the proposed bills, they all have the same one common factor to stop trans youth from getting health care. Like, the only way to really truly word this is they don't want kids to have access to health care. Mm-hmm. That right there should be enough to make anyone stop and think. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the main reason I cited Kentucky earlier, though, is Kentucky way far overreaches. It's terrifying. Uh, they put in religious exemptions for all state employees. A kindergarten teacher, this is the example given, by the way, a kindergarten teacher could tell a trans uh, a child that's questioning, thinking they might be trans, that they are going to burn in hell for being sinful little uh, people and be completely protected to do so in a learning envi- environment. That's an absolute fact that they would protect. That's how far their overreach is. Wow. I mean, it, it seems like a particular kind of bigotry, too, because what is the actual percentage of uh, the population relative to the trans community? Because they're, they're basically, you know, trying to vilify and attack an incredibly marginalized community, right? Definitely. Um, so for like the overall population, it's actually really hard because the like tons of people who are stealth, tons of people who don't trust anyone trying to run a trans survey, mm-hmm. tons of people um, who just don't feel safe talking about it or being open about it. Uh, our best estimate puts us uh, somewhere between 1.5 to 3% of the population is trans. Um, but none of that is actually a really good census that we can like make the firmest stake on, uh, especially now with um, the younger generations being a lot less married to gender norms and gender expectations. Um, you are seeing a lot more of the younger, the next generation, the Zoomers um, claiming uh, non-binary, gender non-conforming, agender. Um, and probably uh, we will see an even bigger spike in trans identifying people being more outspoken uh, in the next coming five to 10 years, depending upon how some of these laws go. Yeah. Oh my. Um, yeah. Sorry. I, I, I don't know which, which role to take in terms of speaking to the three of us. Cause uh, like, Bo, I want to give you a chance to speak too, but obviously um I guess should should I should I put on my my host hat? Is that what we're doing, or just let a free flowing yeah, conversation? No, I, w- I would I, I I would definitely uh, <laughs> lead lead from the other side. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got more definitely have more uh, knowledge on the, the the subject. I mean, they're 
the real thing I want to hammer home, just over and over again, is that this isn't, you know, just something that people decide to do. That this is the best practice. This is uh, evidence-based practice. This is the subject matter experts. This is the route you're supposed to take to reduce suicide, to reduce harm, to reduce all of this stuff. And that's what they're criminalizing. Yes. That even can be remotely framed as them caring about the child. Mm -hmm. That's just not true. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is in its essence, just child abuse. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Hard agree. There's there, there's zero justification anyone has ever, or probably could ever give me um, for the arguments that we constantly have to fight on this topic. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so what uh, you, oh, hang on really quick you said you didn't know if you should be here in like host capacity or back and forth or in between i'm down for answering questions for either of you my my whole current mission is i want to help boost this to as many people as i can y'all know your viewers better than i do so if you are looking for um for better questions something you need or feel to probe something that's going to help your viewers or listeners understand shoot i'm i'm fucking here for it yeah, so Chad, if you heard that, uh, anything you want answered by IzzyBear713, please, uh, please let us know. Just at me in the uh, the chat, and I'll uh, I'll get to them as quickly as possible. Because um, it's it's quickly coming to a point. I see one of my mods uh, in your chat. It's quickly coming to a point where I really like how one of my mods phrased it. We no longer need allies; we need accomplices. Like <laughs> shit is going down. Mm-hmm. Like start protecting trans kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What um. What what is the next stage like in, in terms of us being able to actually take uh, you know discernible political action against this? What what would you say? Um, <laughs> definitely, just the in general, get more politically active. Um, we need the younger generation to care. We need the younger generation to get active. We need them to vote. Uh, we need those more moderate in the middle people that Bo reaches out to. Um, at least listening and understanding that this is an issue. It's not like wanting to make every political stance about identity politics and identity po- politics, id poll bad, yada, yada. I hate identity politics more than anyone. I have to debate the importance of identity politics with, I promise you, I hate it more than you do because my existence shouldn't be fucking political. Mm-hmm. And I do this not because I want to, but because there's an entire generation and an entire community of people like me that kind of just want to live our fucking lives and don't get that option. Um, get more uh, active, find local trans groups, help support them. I promise you they're doing everything they can to try and help lobby and fucking change and protect these laws. I know here in Maine, Maine Transnet, the organization uh, I'm massively involved with, I'm on the steering committee of, um, has directly helped uh, in conversations, answering questions, and even sometimes uh, having members go to Capitol Hill and share stories and talk to um, our house and our representatives, call our senators. Um, and there are groups all over the country doing that. Uh, support those groups, fund those groups, go and be an extra voice to, to help make them be heard. Um, find ways to stop this from becoming legislation. Um, and then if you live in one of the states where this is becoming legislation and you're trans, you should probably get out of that state fast if if you're able to yeah you know you 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 bring up a good point um so you've been asked to do this a hundred times i don't think you're going to care for before we get too far into it for those in my audience who may not really get it give us trans 101 give us a breakdown of 
the how, the why, and, and just get one of the building blocks. Uh, I've done this so much. I now actually offer trans one hundred and one courses to, uh, to streamers, YouTubers, and podcasters alike. Uh, Lance has taken the course, as a matter of fact. I'm a I'm um, a graduate. Yes, I have my uh, degree just in the background here. So thanks, Izzy. It was, uh, it was um, a good school. Yeah, I <laughs> I do my best. Um, so yeah, uh, what I like to do when I do this is I I lay out all the basics and like just the the information rush, and then I ask people to ask questions if they got them, poke at it, try to understand what they don't. Um, what I always say here, I don't think I have to say to either of you, but I'm just, you know, pre-programmed mode. Um, what I always say here is if you've got a question, but you've always been hesitant to ask it because you're worried you're going to offend someone, uh, ask me. Because if it, if it is offensive or it would be offensive, I'm going to tell you, but I'm going to understand that I gave you that invitation. So offend me so you don't offend somebody else down the street. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. So like the basic crash course to trans 101 is uh, extremely simple. Um the biggest problem is we live in a society that for some reason feels the necessity to worship gender. Um, I really like the video you did after our first conversation through Facebook comments, Bo, uh, where you stood in the pink bedroom and you talked about expecting to have a daughter and, and then realizing all of this stuff about gender. It was actually really good. So I would plug here that if anyone is really struggling with what I mean by we worship gender, go watch that video. It's a pretty good intro to this theory. Um, we have set guidelines, expectations, and rules for two genders that have dominated Western society for our known existence as Western society. Um, <laughs> the problem with that is throughout history and recorded very adamantly in multiple different cultures aside from our own, there, there hasn't been two genders. There's been more than two genders pretty consistently. Um, look up uh, indigenous uh, American tribes and two spirits. Uh, two spirit is a new word to have a conversation about an old existence that needed explained to colonizers. Um, it's, it's really simple. Okay. Some people aren't happy with what they see in the mirror. And I think just the reason I like to say it this way is I think just about anyone can relate with that. Sometimes you look in the mirror and that's not what you want to see. Um, as a cis person, I can never explain to you what it feels like to be trans. I can try all kinds of different analogies and comparisons, and it's never going to work. I can't tell you, imagine that you're a woman, Bo, and then everybody else keeps calling you Bo and a man and talking to you like a sir, because you can't actually fully ever get into that headspace. You can do your best to imagine it. But it's never really going to make sense. <laughs> uh, the perfect analogy doesn't exist. The reality to it is, it is a very painful, depressing, and overwhelming feeling that haunts our existence. Because we know ourselves better than anyone else. We, I know me better than you know me. Uh, the same could be said of you. You know yourself better than anyone else does. So when we tell you we feel, we are, we interact like this we want to be like this we would like to be addressed or treated like this it's because that's what makes us happy uh and at the end of the day everyone's life is about that pursuit of happiness um humans as a species are chimeric by nature there's not two sexes like biological sex as categorized by the world health organization recognizes seven sexes that carry the term in the human genome alone so seven different sexes can carry the term but we roughly and forcibly sometimes categorize them as two genders for absolutely no reason. So the basics to this are there are people who don't identify as the gender they were assigned at birth. There are people who do. We call these people cis and trans, okay? Cis people 
are like Bo. Bo was assigned male at birth, and I'm pretty sure, sure Bo identifies as male. Um, a trans person like myself was assigned male at birth, but I don't identify as a male. I identify as a female, and I'm so much fucking happier living my life as a female. Um, I have been for a few years now. It's wonderful. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, the, the, the difference is super, super hard to explain to anyone. It really is. But the problems that we face come from this massive stigma, right? If you're used to fighting for what's right or trying to be progressive or trying to work towards everyone having their own individual liberties, freedoms, or comforts, then you should already be aware of all the arguments used against us. They're the same arguments that were used against gay people. They're the same arguments that were used against black people. They were the same arguments used against women. They like in the suffragette movement, they they've all just been rephrased for every time society decides we're not okay with that. And this being trans and being like visible isn't a new thing. Being anti-trans and transphobic is the new thing. The first trans person who openly transitioned in the U.S. was a soldier, and she went to Germany and uh, went to the institute that the Nazis ended up burning down and burning all the research from, uh, and came back and was met on the tarmac by fucking thousands of news reporters who broadcast, look at this beautiful woman who was a man, and everyone thought it was the coolest thing ever, and then religious groups were like, but you can't do that. See, I was, that's what I wanted to ask. I was like, why is the right wing and the conservative right so obsessed with this? Does it, does it have its like roots in religion? Um, so in my opinion, at least in my, in my studied opinion on it, um, I would say absolutely. Uh, the idea of the necessity of two genders comes from the foundation of Western society being heavily through the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And the Bible and, and its rules were massively implemented at a time when uh, human survival was nil. Like it was low as shit. People dying constantly during childbirth. Sickness was rampant. Plagues could still wipe you out. Um, you didn't have anywhere near the life expectancy we do with modern medicine. Um, so one of the bylaws that they wrote into it was reproduce, 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 uh, have sex, man and woman, no condoms, no birth control, make babies. You have to make babies because the species had to survive for its time. It made pretty good sense, but we're well past that now. At least that's that's fine. <laughs> well, sure you, you think that, but it seems it seems like Paul Joseph Watson and Stephen Molyneux are still obsessed with eggs and fertilization. That's like the new thing. You're right not now. wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think. Uh, oh, let, go me, ahead. let me jump in here for a second. I, I think that the other reason, because I mean, yeah, there, there's definitely roots in the Bible. Um, the other reason you're seeing it come from the right wing right now is because they're running out of boogeymen. Hmm. You know, they truly vilify, they can't openly vilify people by race. I mean, they do, but they, they've got to be coded about it. There are not many groups left that they can go after directly and say, this is immoral, this is wrong, da 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 da. And they need that. The, mm-hmm. the whole idea of conservatism is fear at this point. They've mm-hmm. got to have somebody to scare you with. That's right, why sorry. you don't see trans men in um, conservative propaganda and talking points about, against trans people. Well, I was you just see about trans to bring that up. because yeah. it's a man in a dress and it's mm-hmm. endangering your daughter and your wife in the bathroom and mm-hmm. yada yada. It, it makes good propaganda. So you have an excellent point there. I completely agree with. Someone asked, and I think uh, this is an important question: Is he is is it ever polite to ask someone if they are trans? Um, 
I no. I, I, I well, I mean, I never like ever answering with just like a solid no. Don't ever do that. I mean, if you're talking with someone that you have a comfort zone with and that mm-hmm. you're friends and they would be okay with that kind of a question, but like, do you ever just walk up and ask about some other person's genitals on the street? Mm-hmm. Like, it seems really awkward when you phrase it like that, right? <laughs> Am I gonna walk up to Lance like, "Hey, dude, how far down does your sack hang? Like, <laughs> is it to the left or to the right?" Like, those are pretty intrusive questions. The answer right? is not- horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> this the and more. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I it's it makes no sense to like go up and and start asking random intrusive questions about someone if you don't have a relationship with that person. I'm not going to ask you about anything medical in your life either. Like I don't want to know if you've had a kidney transplant. I'm mm-hmm. not going to come up and be like, "Hey, did you get your appendix removed when you were 7?" Mm-hmm. Like it's all just kind of weird, right? If you're if you have a comfort <laughs> level with that person, they'll probably express it to you. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um and I mean that also that plays into the the aspect too of of you know people who uh, are passing as well, right? Like, isn't there a lot of conflict between that? Uh, I don't, I don't really like it being like a conflict as far as passing privilege goes. And I do call it passing privilege because there is a privilege to it, and that's yeah, where course. most people would see the conflict. Um, I don't see it as a horrendously bad thing as long as you're not using it to address a narrative or put those expectations on the trans community as a whole, because I get it. If I could stealth, there's a good chance I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that for a fact, but if I had that passing privilege, there's a chance I'd be comfortable after just be like, nah, fuck this, man. I ain't telling nobody. <laughs> um, I get it. I get wanting to be safe. I understand that. Um, we, we all I do. Like right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so getting back a little bit to uh, Trans 101, can you explain then about gender dysphoria and how it affects children? Uh, yes. Um, so I really love uh, addressing this one uh, a very specific way. First off, not all trans people have gender dysphoria. Um, secondly, and really important and unknown, not only trans people suffer from gender dysphoria. We live in a massively patriarchal society, and gender dysphoria is defined as a massive state of depression lasting no less than two years uh, caused by your gender or gender identity, which cis women deal with a fucking lot. Mm-hmm. There's even some cis men who deal with it. Oh, yeah. um, like I, I wouldn't <laughs> say two years, but I'm definitely in the camp where I was like toxic masculinity, just the idea of what it is to be a man's man and all that kind of stuff. Definitely like, you know, plays with your head growing up because <laughs> you, you realize like, oh, I'm actually very, very emotional and empathetic. And these things are seen as weak or, you know, I got called gay for that and stuff like that. But at the same time, I was like, you, you should actually really like kind of, I don't know, uh, appreciate these qualities in yourself uh, rather than like look at them as some form of weakness. Right. Um, so that's one of the specific things to point out, because once again, it's part of the propaganda, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to marry something to it that they can call a mental illness. And that's what they went for. When in all actuality, plenty of people suffer from dysphoria on a daily basis. Plenty of people suffer from dysmorphia, um, like, and all these different variations that are really comparable, if not similar or the same as the struggles that trans people face all the time. The difference is we know the core cause of ours and how to treat it just let us do so (laughs) that's it that's all we're asking um for how gender dysphoria uh affects uh children and minors this is a really important part um you really start to notice um as you engage more you study and you interact more with the trans community there's this bubble that isn't really safe but is definitely more comfortable than 
the other sides of said bubble. Um, and it's my age group. Like once you get into like your mid twenties and then you're pushing up to about your early forties, if you live long enough, um, the gender dysphoria doesn't steamroll you as hard. If you can live comfortably, if you can express yourself, if you're like safely housed on your own and you can do what you want to do to comfortably alleviate said dysphoria, it's pretty fucking nice. Um, the difference that affects younger trans people and older trans people, however, um, is that, that the lack of autonomy, um, the always being around other people, the fear of judgment, the, uh, the pressure from peers, the, the rates and styles that people have to interact with each other, and sometimes the, the fear of retaliation. That's the biggest one. Um, when you're a child and you're living with your parents and you're dealing with school, which we all know school is just hell anyway, and there's already bullies there. Imagine if you gave them some free ammo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there's always this constant eye and this constant pressure. You're always being seen by someone. You don't get time. You can't just live your own expression and experiment and study and try to uh, like find your true comfort zone unless someone else allows it. Um, and the same for elder trans community too. the rates of uh, abuse. If a trans person in a assisted living situation or codependent situation tells someone um, I'm trans, uh, there's the fair chance that they're going to be abused. There's the chance that they're not going to get to express or dress. Uh, the people won't apply makeup for them, things like that. That seems so small and so simple, but it's ways of destroying that comfort bubble that they had created. Well, never, um, never mind that. Can you talk about the prison system? Oh God! Oh yeah. wow! If you really want to go there, holy shit! Well, <laughs> no, we don't have to go. Like, it doesn't have to be like a. Let me finish this part. But yeah, we definitely <laughs> can. Yeah. Um, might need a blunt. Uh, the uh, the younger generation suffers so many things that inhibit their mental health. Ready, uh, younger children more constantly deal with uh, depression, anxiety, um, fear, and tons of other overwhelming emotions, and sometimes mental conditions that that accompany their life experiences. And they see those at higher rate. So, adding on something as heavy as gender dysphoria, this discomfort to exist in your own body in society. Um, and I always have to add in society because it's not really being uncomfortable in our own body. It's not being allowed to be comfortable in our body around everyone else. Cause they're going to make it really fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and that adds on this like super high level of depression and fear and that, that existential dread of always being in the wrong or doing something wrong, never being good enough, et cetera, et cetera. That I think most young adults and, and preteens feel pretty fucking consistently um i could do the prison one in a pretty quick zoom over um holy shit uh trans people either need their own prison facilities or need to be housed in the gender they identify as um because is that offensive tortured. to say though to if someone like is like well my solution is just why don't we build trans jails there would be people that hate that I just fucking said that. Yeah. 110%. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I, that would pass. That would fail the purity test every fucking time. Okay? <laughs> every fucking time. I don't give a fuck. Um, because I'm here for being real and trying to fix now as yeah. well as the future. In the future, the, the, the goal would be Medicare for all allows everyone covers transitions people can uh, meet whatever transitional goals they set and then be housed where they belong however right now there are people being tortured going uh insane locked in solitary for up uh, up to three to six years for their own protection um there are people being uh brutally assaulted sexually assaulted beaten to death 
um, on a regular basis. Like trans prisoners have literally the worst living situations out of any of us. Uh, it's absolutely terrifying. And because of the way the American prison system works, most of those are trans women of color just drastically fucking suffering on the daily. Um, and yeah, like either we need places for just trans prisoners to be housed or to get them housed where they identify because it's horrifying. It's fucking horrifying. Usually I would never side with uh, a, an idea to separate or isolate because I know what that could lead to. But right now that's active fucking harm reduction and that's just mm -hmm. keeping it real. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I would be all for that. I, I'm guessing that's it's the same thing with the bathroom argument, right? It probably falls apart as soon as you look at it uh, based on statistics or anything where they're always like, well, by putting them in that jail, they're just going to endanger the other people who are already there, right? Like, I'm guessing there's probably no... Oh, yeah, the statistics that. completely disagree with that. I think there's yeah. one wayward case um, that ruins that whole it being perfect and having never happened record. Mm -hmm. But um, for the largest percentage, yeah, no, it's been, it's never been an option when it does happen. Mm -hmm. Even never though it's an option, never been a problem. Sorry. And then the other thing, when you're talking about prisons, um, if if somebody that is on an out group, which which they would be, harm somebody on the in group, you don't. The guards don't have to do anything. The, the, the inmates would handle it. So if it was a risk. There would be such a deterrent from the other inmates that it wouldn't happen. Uh, and if it did, it would happen once. You know, mm -hmm. um, I don't see that as a concern either. Hard agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so back to uh, back to the children uh, and gender dysphoria. Could you explain uh, very very quickly what say things like puberty blockers do to uh, help ameliorate their situation? Um, yeah, puberty blockers do exactly what the name would suggest that they do. Uh, puberty blockers stop you from entering uh, puberty. It stops your hormone levels from increasing. It stops you from, if you're assigned uh, female at birth, it stops you from growing breasts. If you're uh, assigned male at birth, it stops the uh, the broadening of the shoulders. It stops the hair, the hair, the hair. Um, <laughs> and the reason that that is so like critically important um, is puberty blockers, it's completely reversible. You can just stop taking the puberty blockers. That's it. The end. Um, puberty isn't it's the reason i look how i look it's the reason i identify as a non-passing trans woman because unless i somehow sprout a like millions of dollars uh overnight on the tree out back um i have no chance at affording the ridiculous amounts of transitional healthcare and surgery options that could still only end up making me look probably about as good as uh caitlin jenner um there's still going to be that difference because of the way my bones developed, the way my body developed, the way my muscles were affected, the way my hair was affected, the way my voice was affected. Um, throughout all the money in the world, it's still going to be really hard to meet some like perfection uh, societal want goal. However, if you don't enter that natural puberty and you don't see these changes, you see a massive difference in taking hormones and hormone re uh, reassignment therapy. Um, so doing HRT uh, then has this massive effect. You, you, you develop naturally in the puberty uh, that matches the gender you identify as, which just gives you like leaps and bounds of, towards like the, the better positivity and success of your mental health because you can actually stealth more. You can have that passing privilege. You can succeed more in society without having to as visibly worry about the threats and the dangers. And as you said earlier, there's 
absolutely like there's there's no risk to the children themselves right like I, it seems like something that the conservatives don't really have a leg to stand on even if they're like well this is tantamount to children abuse okay i'm sorry could you rephrase that again I, I totally oh i was i was saying that like I'm, i don't know much about the studies that are trying to dispute this in the other direction but i'm guessing um that it's it's as you said it's it's perfectly reversible it's safe like where where would the argument come in that this is like some form of child abuse if it's just ameliorating the conditions of the children and and their mental health um so they there are none it's it's a literal pseudoscience grift right mm-hmm. um it, it it's an indefensible indefensible point that is entirely fueled by emotions it's about how people feel not the actual facts in the ring because if you actually put the facts up and let them like go toe to toe you learn that um puberty blockers have about the same side effect risks almost to a t comparable to children's tylenol so does that make giving your kid children's tylenol abuse because then i think like every parent's fucked um yeah it's absolutely uh it's just a ridiculous claim and to date i've never been giving a uh, given a study that uh, backs it up in any way. And you've seen me to debate before, Lance, when it comes to these moments, I ask for those studies. I'm more than happy to tear them apart on screen. Mm-hmm. No one's ever been able to present one. <laughs> and in my opinion, that's because they don't exist. I- I've looked. I have actively tried to find studies to give me some other st- understanding of where people are coming from on this. There is no medical study. There is no psychological study. Like nothing. There's nothing that backs this up. And I have looked as far as best evidence, best practice, all of that. It, it, it's, wow. it's all trans. There, there's nothing on the other side of this wow. um, as far as actual science. Um, you'll find occasionally you'll find something that like purports to be a study, but it's you know put out by some conversion therapy thing or it, like it very – it's on its face. You can tell it's not real. Yeah. Um, but even those aren't convincing and they're making it up. Mm-hmm. Well, like I, I totally agree with this comment in chat. Someone is saying that this, they're basically anti-vaxxers. Yeah, essentially yeah. that's, that's literally it. <laughs> um, um, the, because you brought it up. I'm, I'm a huge, um, I'm a huge opponent when it comes to conversion therapy. Um, I was put in conversion therapy at nine years old because my parents thought I was gay. It turns out they weren't very far off, but they, you know, missed the mark a little bit. Um, the the bill proposed in Florida specifically At some times, there are actually cases where a vaccine does cause harm rare but it does occasionally happen mm-hmm. you can't find anything so i mean it's uh, they're they they are far worse than the worst anti-vaxxers as far as when it comes to science yeah um anyway. bo do you, do you mind if i uh, disconnected and reconnected the call i it's still really hard to hear you you're 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 very no, go right ahead yeah okay go right ahead so everyone let me see if this works um Fascinating discussion so far, though. Uh, unbelievable guests. Great conversations. Learning a ton of things. Booming out. Booming out hard. 
We're all we're all booming out together. See Bo's restarting. Um and by the way, everyone in chat, please get your get your if you have any questions, uh specifically. Oh, and thanks so much to the people who, who subbed. Uh, I just didn't want to interrupt the, the, the riveting conversation. But if you if you have questions, chat, at me or uh maybe at Izzy Bear too. I think Izzy's actively in the chat as well. But uh I'll I'll definitely try to to get to as many of them as I can. Let's see if this is better. Second time's a charm. All right, that sound any better? <laughs> it sounds nope. like same, but we'll we'll just we'll just take it. <laughs> it's for a good cause. I mean, I think everyone can hear you. You just we got robot bow for a change. It's nice. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get that internet upgrade, bow. <laughs> we we've got the best we have. You just gotta remember, man. We are on the six. Like, <laughs> I was about to say, your survival compound out there in the swamp somewhere isn't got good enough. <laughs> Something here soon. Of all the jokes going in chat, I think Borg of the fifth column is the best one. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> um, can I can I ask you a question, Bo? Um, as someone who's got uh, a little bit of um, you know some deeply uh, some some connections in in the government. Uh, I don't want to say in the uh, the CIA or anything like that, but um, uh, you know, ba- based on your friendships and everything, w- what is the the role of government going to be, either on a federal level or even on uh, a state level, in terms of this? Are they just waiting to see legislation pass? Are they just kind of like because I know the Obama administration, for example, took a very proactive stance on this and said, "Hey, we're going to stop the gender discrimination bathroom problem, uh, and we're going to actually like you know try to do something about it," as, as well as the military ban that too. Uh, I think it's a pendulum. I, I think as long as you have right-wing conservatives in power, they'll be targeted. When it swings back the other way, they won't. And, and I think this is one of those things where the window will move left over time more than it moves right. And so it will be a gradual win. The, the problem is that doesn't help anybody today. Mm-hmm. You know, Um you know, it's easy for me to sit here and say, well, you know, in 10, 15 years, this won't even be a problem because it is a problem right through it. Yeah. Uh, so and that's asking- the exact thing. That's what that's what I refuse to do. And that's why, like, I added everyone yesterday. That's why I'm doing these talks. That's why I'm trying to help people understand this more is because this will literally kill people. Like, this is legislation that will literally lead to the deaths of innocent fucking people. Um, and that shouldn't just be ignored. Absolutely. Um, someone's asking in chat, what effect, if any, has Trump had on the trans community? And I guess this next one would be to you, uh, Izzy. What advice would you give to those who wish to express their identity but find it easier to present as their given gender? Oh, so uh, basically trying to decide whether or not to come out is what that sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to word it as coming out. Uh, they said present, um, but in a way, you'd be coming out at least everyone who can see you. Um, and I have... One pretty simple rule, um, and this is like, once again, like when I express some of these views, like I did with the prisons and all that, I get a lot of shade um, sometimes. I don't think I'm going to get that from y'all on call. Uh, I honestly, because of uh, the lives we've led, I'm pretty sure Bo would agree with me in the the main statement that I use to defend these things is um, at the end of the day, when something comes down to survival, it's no longer optional. Like doing the the nice, polite version kind of goes out the fucking door. When it comes to survival, you have to fucking survive, period. 
Um, and when it comes to coming out, I always look through that scope because there are still a lot of places where it's dangerous. I had to move 1,900 miles before I came out. That is not an exaggeration. That's literally wow. how far it is from where I left. <laughs> um, it Coming out, you should never do for anyone else. Coming out, you should do for you. And you should only ever come out if you're safe, if you have a backup plan for if things go wrong, if you know what you're going to do if shit hits the fan, um, because you can expect, want, or hope for the best, but you need to prepare for the worst. And that is just fucking reality. Um, Harvey Milk literally predicted his exact death in office for saying the things that he said publicly. That is how well we know the risks that we deal with on a regular basis. So if you're going to make that decision and you want to start presenting and you want to start being seen and dealing with that, you need to make sure you're ready for what comes next. You need to be ready to take care of yourself and survive if it comes to it. Absolutely. And to the question of Trump, what has the Trump administration done in terms of uh, you know the cause and effects to trans people? This whole conversation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Take a pick. <laughs> Appointing Supreme Court judges that would take a case that wasn't even time to be at their docket yet and rule that it's not constitutional so that courts can ban trans people from fucking serving. The entire trans military ban. Mm-hmm. Um, massive defundings. The current rulings that SCOTUS are about to rule on whether or not trans people are fucking uh, protected under titles 9 and 10. Um, mm-hmm. Which are like massive places that you get everyday protections. You aren't even really aware you have but are so necessary to your day-to-day fucking life that you would fear living without we actually have to fear that now that's that's literally up for vote Mm -hmm. because of this administration um trump has done nothing but harm to the trans community yeah yeah absolutely um what would you say both of you is the most proactive thing people can do in the here and now to try and fight this um Emotional support bricks. Um, Remember (laughs) that when it comes down to it at the end of the day, (sighs) nothing ever changes or goes your way politically for just smiling and nodding and saying yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. To whoever's in charge. Um, At the end of the day, you need to get fucking radical. You need to be in the streets. You need to be marching with your, your trans brothers, sisters, not indies, comrades, fucking family. You need to be marching as an ally. You need to be screaming. You need to be voting. You need to be um, calling and harassing your senators, your house reps, and telling them, hey, don't vote for this transphobic garbage. You need to be active. You need to support trans organizations and groups that are trying to do these things, and you need to be vocal or physically seen in any way you can making these stands and making these cries for help. And and specifically the allies, because I get this question a lot from people. It's basically like, you know, what can I do as a trans ally? And I, I'm like, well, wearing trans rights as a T-shirt isn't really <laughs> going to do much. I mean, it's it's cute, but like. <laughs> that makes you an ally. And it's like I said earlier, we don't need allies. We need accomplices. Like, get the fuck mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. show that you mean it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Uh, I'm going to co-sign that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're we're at the point where it's just there are a whole lot of fights that the the debate the discussion phase is, is over. It's no longer going to occur 
online. It's not going to occur with a vote. It's going to occur with with pressure. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about emotional support, Rex, although it's kind of still. Um, I, you do. You, you've got to get out there with them and, and understand when when they face issues. It's it's kind of like when I'm sure the people have dealt with this. You know, if you're out with your black friends and cop shows up, who's talking to them? It, it's that same thing. You can run interference. You can actually be out there and and, and try to harm reduce. Like in the moment, um, and I, I would also try to. This is a little more low key, but when you see those discussions taking place, because they still will take place, try to uh, try to normalize the idea of of trans people, you know, and explain and just interject when you can, because there's still a whole lot of people who don't get it, mm-hmm. who don't understand, who don't, who are still in this mindset of this is new, this is weird. And, mm-hmm. and that's the way it was. They don't know anything about it. Therefore, they're afraid of it. Mm-hmm. You, you get rid of that. You get rid of the, the lack of knowledge. You get rid of the fear. You get rid of the boogeyman, mm-hmm. which that's where all captured. Mm-hmm. It, it's, giving, it's giving the right somebody to point a finger at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I I took personal pride in successfully convincing my grandmother, and I, I love you so much, Grandma, but uh, <laughs> pushing her away from uh, her deeply entrenched homophobia and actually getting her to understand what exactly trans, like the entire trans situation was, because she couldn't wrap her head around the idea that, like, you know, trans women are women. You know, that, that was just, it, it seemed like, uh, an impossible, an impossible quest to go down, but I, I think I finally did it. So I got one. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> I did it's it. It's a win. <laughs> yeah. It's a win. Um, I know, uh, I know both your time is limited and we got about like 10 minutes left. Uh, is there anything specific you want to talk about? Uh, and I, I turn this to you, Izzy, too, because I know obviously you want to use this platform to bring as much information to as many people. So. And also to chat, if there's any other questions, please at me. Uh, you can ask either of these wonderful, incredible guests anything you want. Well, within reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so just my, I think my biggest point now would be I've, I've, I've done the trans 101. I'll still answer more questions that are asked, of course. I've done the trans 101. I've, I've pointed out the specific states in which laws are currently being uh, lobbied or proposed. And there are more that will be proposed. Watch for them. I'll be calling them out every time we hear about one. Um, so my next one is to the trans people, because you said earlier, like, if you can. And I understand that struggle because I, I'm always very conscious of cost and inability and, and class and all of that. But when it comes to this statement, I mean it from the bottom of my fucking heart on that scale of survival. When it becomes necessary, survival trumps all. Um, if you're in one of those states, if you're in one of those southern states, if you're in one of the states that has this legislation about to pass, if you're in one of the ones that already has it passed, and you're trans, you really need to try and get out now before it gets worse. Because it will only get worse. Go to a state that has their own civil rights or or human rights protections that at a state level protects your existence. And I understand that, uh, like when I said this earlier, Lance was like, uh, if you can, like, 
if you can needs to be stretched really fucking hard because even if it's not the most comfortable, if it's going to get you somewhere where you can get more set up and more stable, that mm-hmm. might be the desperate play you have to make because it would be better to make it sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. So it, this one's more for my community. If you're out there and you're in those danger zones, find help, make a plan and get the fuck out. And if you can help as well, right? Like if you're yep. an ally with some money, help out. Well, we've um, done it on my channel. We've we've fundraised for someone to get a moving truck. We've fundraised nice. to pay bills. We've fundraised to repair a car. I'd do it again a thousand times over. Yeah, let's talk about that. I think we could also do something. Um, someone asks, uh, Izzy, how does one look so gorgeous? I'll agree. And also, doesn't the transgender ban expire now in March? And can you also recap the states where legislation is being pushed so we can help out with a call to action? Uh, yeah. So the uh, the quick recap uh, on the states. Uh, if you're if you're wondering about protections by state, one of my mods who's in chat, Sandrock, just posted a really good list there. Uh, that list um, shows you where there are existing protections and at what varying levels. Um, the states that the state that just passed uh, the anti-trans legislation is South Dakota. Um, Texas already has pretty heavy anti-trans uh, legislation as well. Um, and the pending are Florida, Colorado, Missouri, Oklahoma, South Carolina, and Kentucky. Okay. Uh, I'm not American, so I don't know, but have the mainstream media been covering these legislations and how much bias is there in the media considering the topic of trans people? Uh, before is even answers, I will say a lot, <laughs> quite, quite a bit. <laughs> there is, yeah, there's extreme bias and, uh, no media outlet does us a good favor anywhere. Not just in America. Uh, if you know about the, um, the philosophy tube, uh, uh, charity event that I was helped plan produce and was the nighttime, uh, speaker for, uh, where we raised $130,000 uh, for a charity event when interviewed by the press. Ollie specifically said this only happened because these two trans people, my remote producer, uh, Izzy Bear, and my on-site producer, Alice Pope Terry, uh, and we were mentioned in exactly zero articles, um, much to Ollie's dismay. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, Britain's if especially it's not something that, that can be, <laughs> if it's not something that can be sensationalized, they're not going to cover it. And this, they're going to let completely go unchallenged and ignored because they're worried uh, identity politics will hurt their polling numbers if they're like lefty side. Uh, and if the right says anything about it, they're going to be cheering on the anti-trans legislation, not talking bad about it. Um, so, yeah, no, we can't expect the media to really help us at all. Yeah, uh, I'm actually genuinely curious about this answer because I didn't know this. But giving puberty blockers to children can have the negative side effect on trans women not being able to get bottom surgery later in life due to not having enough genital development to have the procedure. Uh, if that's true, I didn't know that. But then how does a parent juggle that risk? Uh, I've definitely never seen any kind of a study that backs that. I will go and study it after hearing it. But uh, just off the top of my head, that's definitely nothing I've heard. And I... I hate it. I hate when I say things like this because it always sounds anecdotal, right? Um, but I'm an online influencer, which doesn't have the biggest audience, but I'm on the steering committee of the largest trans-led nonprofit in the United States, and I am certified to, to like educate doctors and mental health care providers on like certain needs for the trans community and our care. And this has never been presented to me and none of the trans people I've worked with or spoken to, including tons that have been on puberty blockers have expressed that that was an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm having a hard time just taking it at face value. Yeah. I mean, I would assume that you're born with enough 
uh, genital tissue for reconstructive tr- surgery from the get-go, right? Like, I don't understand where that would come from. I mean, they do use what's there for the reconstruction, but I, uh, I, I also worry, like, going too into detail. I mean, it's for educational, so it shouldn't be too much of a risk, but I know you get really nervous about TOS, so I don't want to go, like... <laughs> really graphic right now i would on my channel in a heartbeat i, 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 I really literally do. go into detail just to make like transphobes uncomfortable i'm such a um, testicle when you want to see a transphobe uh cis male like curl up and leave the conversation graphically talk about the reconstruction uh into a vagina they leave really fast I, I, I actually um, find that fascinating. The fact that we can do it, not only is it so like successful but that you can actually derive pleasure from it i think that's like that's an incredible medical accomplishment yeah um i and i my mod once again chiming in with something that is absolutely true um some women small even without blockers or hrt and like skin grafts takes care of that so i i just i don't know i that doesn't seem like an actual genuine worry that would affect the overall statistics at all to me i'll look into it because it's been presented to me uh but i yeah um, one last uh, question. Thank you for answering the advice. Seems to be a case of finding a job and a landlord that will either accept you or doesn't care if the money slash work is there. Anything for the social or family side? Um, that's why I specifically said, like, do your research. Uh, well, I didn't really say do your research, but I like did say the next part, like find somewhere with existing protections and go there. Right. Um, I live a very privileged, comfortable life as a trans person because I chose very well a state that would protect. Um, I came to Maine for a fucking reason. Um, uh, I think the current like top 10, uh, I think Maine's number three, I think number one is Oregon and number two is California three um is oh crap uh illinois but only northern illinois don't go to southern illinois it will end horribly for you um and then maine is number four or number five um and massachusetts is the uh other fifth like um so do your research find out where you have existing protections and make that your goal to move to you don't have to move to a big city unless you really want a big city um you you can move to like cheaper more affordable parts of those states very good advice. Um, all right, you lovely, beautiful guests. Do you both want to uh, do some sign-offs and do some plugs and give everyone your links and all the lovely stuff where they can find you? Bo, you got any last-minute ones to shoot out real quick? Uh, yeah, Bo, the fifth column. If you're listening to this on the podcast, there will be a quick break, and I will – the video that Izzy was talking about earlier with me in the pink room. Um, so that will play right after this. Other than that, you all come check us out. And if you want more uh, information and you want to be kept, kept up to date, uh, follow Izzy on Twitter, not me, because uh, I actually get my stuff from that account. So that's that's amazing. That's 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 a big compliment. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, that's bro. huge. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Feeling good. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm Izzy Bear 713 uh, I'm the unapologetic loudmouth trans woman the internet warned you about. Um, you can find me most days over on twitch.tv slash IzzyBear713, or you can follow me at Twitter for at uh, BellaJ0713, um, where I do, in fact, uh, rant a lot <laughs> about the current state of affairs, politics, anything really that's uh, big and important, and sometimes just me shitposting. Who knows? Um, and yeah, I do a, a ton of charity work. I do a ton of education work. Um, I work closely with multiple nonprofits and, uh, trying slowly, sometimes a person at a time to make the world at least slightly better.
I don't even want to talk now. That was a really good sentence. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm Lance. I'm an internet clown. <laughs> and uh, if you want to if you want to see or hear more of me, you can go to everywhere social media is sold uh, for it's just the Surf's TV. So twitch.tv slash the Surf's TV, youtube.com slash the Surf's TV, pornhub.com slash the Surf's TV. Every, everywhere where the the internet can be found. Uh, and uh, honestly, thank you so much, both of you, for coming on and doing this. This was uh it, it's it's something that is deeply deeply disturbing and horrifying to me especially when it comes to a community that's already been dealing with so much marginalization and hate and just fucking it, yeah it, another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, a quick note before we start the clip. Uh, we weren't able to find the one that was being referenced for some reason, <laughs> so we have one that carries the same message. Uh, there are a lot of visual elements in this video, so you should know that when you're asked to pick a color, the two items on screen are always blue and pink. The, uh, the one brought up afterward is either purple or black. All right, so let's get started. Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. Today's going to be a pretty short video. Uh, it's daytime. Look at that. And uh, I'm out in the yard. I'm painting some yard toys for my kid. I need your help. I need to know what color to paint them. You choose. What? You're waiting for more information? Are these colors associated with something? Pink and blue, huh? Why? Is there a biological reason that blue is for boys and pink is for girls? None. None whatsoever. That's gender. It's a social construct. It's the norm. It's all it is. It's nothing to do with biological sex. And I've realized that people have a problem distinguishing the two. What if I painted this? <laughs> gender neutral, right? Non-binary. How about that? Also, going to give my oldest boy a knife. Which one should I give him? Does it change anything? Are these different? Other than the color? Nope. But the societal norm says that he should get the blue one. I personally am non binary in my knife lifestyle choices. Throughout history, what is viewed as acceptable within the societal norms for a gender has changed. You think about it today, a dress, well, that's, that's, that's for women. It's for the feminine gender. Maybe. Okay. But what about a kilt? Well, that's masculine. Societal norm. That's all it is. It doesn't change anything. It's really irrelevant. All of this conversation is just about people deviating from the societal norm. Who cares? Deep down, who cares? Funny thing, pink used to be the boy's color. See, red shirts were masculine when they would fade 
the men would take them and give them to the women because sewing is women's work. Unless, of course, it's for sale on a ship, then it's men's work because it's a very different kind of sewing, not that it's just the societal norm. So when they would fade, they'd give them to the women, and the women would take them and make boys' clothes out of them. If what society deems is appropriate for a gender is fluid, how can you be surprised that there are gender-fluid people? People that want to cross over, maybe even to the point of identifying as a different gender. Now in the U.S., We've grown very accustomed to having two genders, so much so that people think that that's the way it's always been. It's not true. It's not true. Historically, a lot of societies have had more than two genders. In the U.S., it just so happened that we had two main ones that lined up with biological sex. That's all there is to it. This isn't a national issue. It shouldn't be. It's just people. I mean, there's nothing uh, pressing, there's nothing damaging to the country because somebody wants to present themselves as more feminine or more masculine or even go all the way, identify as somebody else, or maybe even have a surgery. There's no damage to the country from this. The damage comes when somebody whispers, whispers in your ear, which, and, uh, you find yourself fighting, kicking down instead of punching up. It's a good way to divide people and control them. I know somebody out there right now is saying, it's a mental illness. I'd love to have that conversation at some point, but this is supposed to be a short video. Um, So we're just going to say, sure, fine, (laughs) whatever. It's a mental illness. So why aren't we making the accommodations we would for other mental illnesses? We don't make accommodations for mental illnesses. That's ridiculous. We cure them. So I'm going to expect you to uh, throw the vet out next time you see him uh, in the restaurant with his service dog. We don't make accommodations for mental illnesses. Or is it you just don't want to make them for people you don't like? See, the thing is, with a lot of this uh, that's going on, it boils down to something that is just innate in the American character. We want to legislate and control people's sex lives. It's what it really boils down to. It's not your business. It is not your business. Um, at the end of the day, sex, well, that's what's between your legs. Gender, what's between your ears. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good night.